0: Our second reading today picks up right where our first left off as we finish the story of Jesus walking to Emmaus with with the two disciples. So listen now with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 24th chapter of Luke's gospel beginning with the 28th verse. When they came to Emmaus, he, that is Jesus, acted as if he was going on ahead, but they urged him saying, stay with us. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and when he explained the scriptures to us? They got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, The Lord really has risen. He has appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. and Thanks be to God. I love the warmer weather where we've been having friends now that it's spring. I know it's a little cooler than it was last couple of days, but it's April. We can't be too picky, right? But um, now that the weather is, has gotten warmer, I've been able to revive one of my favorite ministry practices. That is my daily walk around town. But being here right on Main Street, I can just go out my office door right out to Main Street and just take a little lap around town. It's amazing what happens on these walks. I know a lot of times I run into at least somebody uh, out here uh, in the congregation today, and it's fun to see you all and say hi and check in. Um, and, and sometimes I'm, I give in to temptation and get a cookie across the street or a coffee down the road or something like that. But I also run into folks who are leaders in town or shop owners, and it's great just to be in relationship and fellowship with these folks as, as um, a, a town pastor. But another thing that happens on these walks, I call them my parish walks, um, that is kind of the unsung hero is the amount of reflection I'm able to do. And it's amazing how much of my sermon writing happens not in front of my computer screen, but while I'm out taking a walk. There's a great phrase from uh, Greco-Roman philosophy, salvitur ambulando. It is solved by walking. This is a phrase that's been attributed to a number of thinkers over the years, including uh, Christianity's own St. Augustine, but it likely originated with uh, the fourth century philosopher Diogenes. Now, a number of great thinkers in the Western world have taken this phrase, uh, salvitur ambulando, and made it their own, including Thoreau, Hemingway, Nietzsche, even Thomas Jefferson, have written extensively or reflected extensively about the role walking has played in their own creative work, in their own thinking and well-being. There's something about walking that frees up the creative process, that gets you out of your element and reframes what's going on in your life, in your world, around you. It is solved by walking. Our story today, of course, is about a walk the walk two disciples take from Jerusalem to Emmaus, about a seven-mile walk. Now, the disciples are leaving Jerusalem on Easter afternoon, possibly out of fear. They're a little worried about what's going down and uh, whether they're safe to remain there. Nonetheless, they decide to walk. And Luke tells us that as they walk, they talk. And they had a lot to talk about, right? Everything that had happened Holy Week. Jesus' grand entrance into the holy city. Jesus turning over the tables of the money changers. The last supper with the disciples that was so powerful, but also odd and strange. And then Jesus' soon betrayal by their friend, Judas. Judas. His arrest, his crucifixion, his death, and then even more, what the women in their group had told them that morning. That when they went to the tomb, it was empty, and angels met them and said, He's not here, he's risen. They had a lot to talk about. One of my favorite things about the story, friends, is how they talk, though. Luke is very careful to frame the wording. And he uses what's known in Greek as the imperfect tense. If you're here on Easter, you might have uh, remembered me geeking out, and I apologize for doing that every week, but for geeking out about the perfect tense in Greek that Mary uses when she says, I have seen the Lord. Perfect being something that happened in the past that continues to impact you in the present and will continue to impact you in the future. The imperfect tense, though, is a little more rare, and it's something that's happened in the past, but is incomplete, imperfect. It's still ongoing. It's still in process. The disciples haven't figured out Easter yet. They're still walking and talking. They're still trying to figure out just what happened. So often in the church, friends, we think Easter is a one-and-done thing. We show up on Easter, we wear our pretty pastels, and St. Jesus Christ is risen today, and then we go on with our lives, but no, Easter is a season in the life of the church that stretches for seven weeks, because like the disciples, we need to walk and talk. Our understanding of the resurrection is always something ongoing. We never fully understand it, and we never will in this life. But we keep walking and talking. Salvitur ambulando. Now, the strange thing about the walk that that these two disciples had, though, is that Jesus accompanies them on the walk, but they don't recognize him. Jesus shows up and walks beside them, but they can't recognize him. Perhaps out of their grief, perhaps Jesus even conceals his identity. Regardless, they can't recognize him right there in front of them. Jesus joins them in this conversation. They say, Hey, you don't know what just happened in Jerusalem to this great teacher named Jesus? We thought he was the chosen one, but he was arrested and killed. Now we don't know what to do. And Jesus says and reminds them that all this is part of God's plan for the, for the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, to be betrayed, to die, and then to rise again. What I love about this exchange is that it shows that understanding the resurrection happens not just by walking and talking, it also happens... In relationship. See, by its very nature, relationship engenders understanding. As I get to know you, I understand you. I understand your story, where you come from, what makes you you. That's what Jesus is doing with these disciples on the road. But the truly powerful part, friends, happens when they reach Emmaus, Notice Luke said that Jesus looked as if he was going to continue on his way. What did the disciples do? They invite him to stop and dine with them and stay with them. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. Stay here with us. They extend hospitality to a stranger. Remember, they don't know it's Jesus. But it's when they do this when they gather together at table with this stranger, that the stranger, an odd thing for the guests to do this, by the way, to take bread and do what Jesus always does at the table. Blesses it, breaks it, and gives it to them. It's then that the disciples' eyes are opened and it's then that they recognize the risen Christ in their midst. So they recognize Jesus doing what Jesus does, but This exchange wouldn't have happened without one act of hospitality from the two disciples. They extend welcome and hospitality to a stranger, and it's through that act, through that radical welcome and hospitality, that they recognize Jesus right there in front of them the whole time. What a truly powerful and profound thing, friends. The gospel basically tells us here that when we extend hospitality to a stranger, when we extend a welcoming hand to a a neighbor, a friend, or even someone we don't know, we expect to find and the potential to meet nothing less than the risen Christ himself. It gives me chills every time I say it. I think that's such a powerful reminder on any day in the season of Easter, but particularly on this day when we're celebrating our preschool. Because all of our preschool teachers here have PhDs in, in what it means to share welcome, hospitality, and love to one another. I remain convinced that most of us as adults need some remedial preschool in our world that's so divided and broken where we can't talk or agree about just about anything. We need uh, some of these preschool teachers to, to shake us up a bit and remind us what it means to be welcoming, what it means to invite a friend to sit with you, what it means to invite a friend to play with you or do art with you. I think we need that, that uh, remedial kindness training, so to speak. Salvitura ambulando, it is solved by walking. Friends, we'll continue to wrestle with what the resurrection means, what it means to look for the risen Christ in our midst. But we know we can keep walking, we can keep talking, we can keep reaching out in relationship and love and extending hospitality to one another. Friends, when we do this, we know that there's always the potential to experience and to witness the risen Christ present, alive, and among us all the time. So friends, as we go, may we keep walking. May we keep, hello? <laughs> they're, they're modeling what I'm asking everyone to do. <clears throat> keep walking, keep talking, keep reaching out in relationship, and keep doing the very Jesus thing of extending hospitality, welcome, and love. Amen.